0: school
1: time to step up to the mic and give it all you got right here on carry oak big e i am your host big e and with me this evening from his home on his phone is jason jason welcome to the show my friend
2: Are are you are you recording an episode right now
1: yeah we're recording an episode right now
2: i thought i know you never call me on the phone but i thought you were just like calling the chat <laughs> this is all just for the show this is all
1: this is show show baby
2: oh, i thought our okay never, i'm sorry i thought our relationship <laughs> had kind of like evolved eclipsed. into where you
1: where you got a yeah. f- rest a random phone call from me
2: yeah oh, I thought, okay yeah. well I, I we'll get there i hope we but, will um, yeah we will, welcome welcome, right. to biggie, well,
1: welcome to karaoke biggie everybody welcome to karaoke biggie um you know it's summertime like uh like uh kebmo told you last week uh there's gonna be some weird episodes during the summer here folks uh i work when I work and we, you know, everybody's got plans for the summer. It's going to be a hot one. So,
2: you know, you talking about on his, uh, on his sixer podcast.
1: No, no, he released, uh, last Tuesday, last Tuesday, he released, uh, a, a way back. Oh, his, episode.
2: his intro his intro to last week.
1: Yes. His intro to last week too. Yeah. too. He, uh, released a, uh, he released a way back machine, uh episode where he opened it up with explaining to people what's going on and that's yes
2: a- i remember that i heard that episode and i was like i can't wait to listen to a new episode of karaoke biggie that i'm on even though i don't remember recording one and sure enough i was not on that one it was episode like 24 or something
1: well speaking of kevin yeah i'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give him a ring and ding dang dong and get him in here on this call
2: yeah, I know it's tough for him to commit to doing the show with having two babies and a new job. It's a whole mess of stuff going on, but God damn it. He can take a phone call.
1: He can. So I'm going to call him right now. Oh no. Hello. Hello. Are you, Sup? are you available? All right, we got a conference call merging. Oh, are you guys both there now?
2: It's me, Jason.
1: Kevin. It's you me, there? Kevin. All right. Look at that. <laughs> Shit's working. Wow technology at its finest boys
0: um, i love technology uh, look at all guys check out, check out this piece of technology i got ain't oh man time that's terrible did you answer you that you are chunking so hard right there but i liked it did i chunk that hard you chunked pretty good let, let me let me try it again it's okay. <laughs> time, <a>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well oh, that's a good one what was that I didn't catch that.
0: It's 8 am
1: Nice. That's a,
0: that's a thing that you have in your room, I'm assuming, right? One of those toys you have? Yeah,
2: is, uh, my room is one of those things where you can, like, name it, and it's probably in there.
0: Yeah, that's true. You got Tui uh, and Cherry, right?
2: <laughs> And Terry, the pterodactyl. Yeah, I got all. Oh, I've nice. got. Uh, I'll be forty in a couple
0: months, and yeah, I've got a Pee Wee Herman doll. Fuck. You. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, that's Pee Wee right.
0: Herman should not have gotten as bad a rap as uh, he did when he got, uh, you know, uh, uh, canceled in the late nineties. Yes, it's, it's it's a culture of shame. I mean, he 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 went to a porn theater mm-hmm. and it and was jerking off as people are wont to do mm-hmm. and oh, he was yeah. just and he was just seen there there was nothing again there were no charges there was nothing no he just was spotted at a place and people like acted like oh this is the worst thing that's ever happened well i got some thoughts about that real quick first of yeah. all um i know he's never been on
2: the Big sh- on and he'll never be on because he doesn't want to sing he's terrified he's a big baby but um uh, tim wasson friend of Kevin's oh, yeah. uh-huh. um, he, he said, I used to work at a movie theater and uh, I worked at the movie theater at the time that the, uh, the show or the movie came out called, uh, what was it? Showgirls with, uh, okay. Elizabeth Berkeley.
0: Mm-hmm. And he okay. said,
2: he said for that type of movie, we're going to have to have, uh, people working at the theater actually in the theater to make sure people aren't jerking off. And he said, I caught people jerking off.
0: <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. Well, that speaks to how old you guys are. I mean, that's it, and, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, the Internet was still a thing. So mm-hmm. you didn't have those. You know,
2: that's true. You
0: know? Didn't and have then, to do that. And then here's the thing, too. Uh, like,
2: the, What's really bad is I, I can't decide what's worse. Uh, yeah. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. He gets yeah. in trouble jerking off in a theater, and they pull him out with his uh, jism-ridden hands. And what does yeah. he look like? He looks like a degenerate. His hair's <laughs> yes, long. Oh uh, yeah. He's, oh he's, bad. He's got like a goatee. Now, what's oh, what's yeah. worse? Is that if you get if he got pulled out looking that like that, or if he got pulled out looking exactly like his character Peter? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, see, gray, uh, suit and, doll. That's, yeah, a suit
1: and doll. that's a toss up. That's a toss up. That really. Either way, it's bad. But which one looks worse?
0: If he was right in the middle, it wouldn't have been bad. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, you guys have um, that foresight. You guys
2: ever been uh, in Peoria uh, for a long time? What was that place called? That that, uh, swingers world. Yeah, it's called swingers world. I believe it's called like lovers playground. Lovers playground. Yeah. Yep.
0: Lovers playground. They used to have booths there.
1: Never been there in my life. Nope. I've been there, but I've never, never been in the booths.
0: I'm the only one. (laughs) You, you, you famously went uh, with Blake and Molly once, right? Yeah, I was with some dumb broad,
2: and uh, we were down there with Blake and Molly, and then me and that broad went in the back room, which is terrifying. Did I ever tell you what that room was like? It's, oh, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. Well, I have looked down the hall. I mean, you told like, the world. Oh, did I? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's terrifying back there. And I mean, what do you do back there? You like mess around. That's what Paul but, Rubens was doing in the thing. What's wrong, why, why Why are we getting so down on Paul Rubens?
1: Because he didn't legal. have a lady with him.
0: Well, I guess. I guess.
1: <laughs> Whatever.
0: Could have had a guy. Would have loved him just the same. Pee-wee is a gay character. Change my mind.
1: Uh, you and, know what?
0: No, I, I don't want to change your mind.
1: Yeah, when, no, when P- you Pee-wee hey, is when, you Dottie, when you got Dotty, when you got Dotty coming after you, and turn it down. Yeah. Well, Pee-wee. um, Pee-wee's a gay character.
2: That's funny yeah. you mentioned these these characters and their sexuality. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm dominating the show here, but I got I was just at uh, at Tennessee over the weekend at yes, Ernest Day, and then there's a story oh, yeah. that,
0: that relates. Can I tell the
2: story real yes, quick? Please tell us about. Hey, you Ernest know what?
0: Before you tell the story, I actually have to sign off because I I have to cut my son's hair. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's almost, I'm, it's almost uh, bedtime and I'm just realizing it and, and Steph's looking at me like, come on. All right. So I got to cut his hair and I'm going to send you a pic as soon as I'm done. How about that?
1: All right. That sounds
0: great. Well, all right. Together. Hey, tell that story. I'm glad. I'm, I guarantee it'll be great.
1: All right. Well, we'll ho- <laughs> we will holler at you later.
0: <laughs> Thanks for calling me boys. Right. I wish I could have stayed longer, but hey. Thanks for calling me. Good
1: to be on the Karaoke Biggie podcast.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll talk at yeah, you later. Yeah. All right. See Bye. you. Bye. Yeah. So um, that was nice to have Kevin on the show. Yeah. I do, I do five other short podcasts. Minutes. Yeah. We'll, we'll take what we can get from him. That's right. But um, I do this other podcast called uh, the Ernest P. Worrell Preservation Society. You're always very generous to either mm-hmm. promote it or allow me to promote it on the show. Oh, yeah. And um, basically, what we talk about are all the unmade Ernest P. Worrell projects that were ne- that were written but never made. And of course, Ernest P. Worrell is the uh, you know what I mean, Vern guy. Yeah, you know what I mean, Vern. So uh, that character originated, and a lot of the stuff that, uh, was shot in the Nashville area. So I went down to just outside Nashville to this state park where they shot Ernest goes to camp, and they had this big Ernest Day celebration. Mm-hmm. And I bet three hundred or more people were there. And at the end of the night, about 150 stayed to actually watch the movie where it was shot on those grounds. Pretty cool little thing. Um, I went down with the guys that I do the show with, and um, it's uh, if if I was going to get recognized anywhere in the world, it would be there. And a few handful of people recognize this, and we awesome. took a few pictures and um, we we interviewed a few of the people that really engage with the show, and we interviewed. Um, Daniel Butler, who was a writer and he was also one of the cooks in, the and goes to camp and he was a star in, the like three of the other movies yeah. too for, uh,
1: Ernest. He helped make eggs erroneous. He absolutely did. Uh, so, uh, um, I was, that was the only episode of the, uh, the importance of seeing Ernest that I was on was the, uh, going, camp. Ernest goes to camp.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we used to do the show, the show before was called The Importance of Seeing Ernest, and you were one of our first guests, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Daniel Butler had once told us a story about how um, they w- they had to write all this stuff for Disney because Disney had to deal with the Ernest uh, camp, and they said, hey, we were going to make this amount of movies. We need you to write this amount of scripts and this amount of time frame." so they had to write all these things, and sometimes they'd, they'd present these ideas – to the um the people at disney or touchstone pictures which went on to make these movies and um the people would have notes for them and one, one of the times they wrote a script and ernest had a love interest and one of the notes from the people at, at disney said you know ernest is like a child he's innocent he can't have a love interest he's smooth down there like a ken doll
1: <laughs> no and so we
2: always thought that was very funny and
1: he was very smitten with uh, the doctor on uh, Ernest Goes to Camp, though.
2: I think I think Ernest, understandably so, should never be sexualized or it should never be uh, uh, hinted at that he's sexual in nature. But I think it's adorable when he has these little crushes. And, and you're right. That nurse was definitely a crush of his for Ernest Goes to Camp. But we get down to Ernest Day. And uh, it's getting to be dusk. It's not dark yet. Not time to show the movie. It wouldn't show at dusk. We have to wait till it's dark. But gearing up to that, they had a few little events, and we were lucky enough to be part of one of them. But a one, the, I would say the best part was having some of the people that were in the movie and some of the writers up in front of the screen being interviewed by the man kind of running Ernest Day. And so they finally get to um, Daniel Butler, who we communicate with, and they said something about a love interest for Ernest. And Daniel kind of starts talking, and me and Dustin and Derek, who all do the show together, we look at each other, and we're thinking, smooth down there, Ken doll. And I'm thinking there's no way he's going to say it. There's 150 people here. A lot of them are children. Right. But but sure enough, he says, Ernest is smooth down there like a Ken doll, and the guy running the event could not have changed the subject more quickly. Um <laughs> We, I was I, having known that story. Like we're probably one of the few people in that entire audience that had already heard that story and had like some amount of anticipation for him potentially telling it. And he did tell it, and it was so inappropriate that when it was done, he kind of walked over to us and we're and we're like, I can't believe he told that story. And he mouthed to us, "Yeah, I know, I, I screwed up." It was <laughs> <laughs> a good story, Anyway, that's though. the story. That's the story about just you know these these childhood characters that we love and how we should not sexualize them. They, they should not necessarily be in that way, but there is an example of uh, of one actually by the people who created them uh,
1: having the potential to be sexualized. Oh, yeah. Beijing, Mr. Herman, Mr. P.W. Herman. Oh, my God. Isn't that the best part? Oh, God, yes. Uh, Mr. Yeah.
2: Herman, we have a message for you.
1: <laughs> I'm, a lo- I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. But, yeah, oh, was uh, so was it warm. It, it warm? it was warm, wasn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, Ernest Day, very warm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it took us about eight hours to get down there. We stopped at Paducah, Kentucky, to uh-huh. a cool little uh, uh, brewery that used to be a Coca-Cola bottling plant. Right. It was called Dry Dry Goods Brewery in Paducah, Kentucky. Ooh. And um, there's another three hours down to Ernest Day, which was in Montgomery Bell State Park.
1: But you got to uh, have, have got mellow there. mushroom. We did. We Have you heard it before? Never had it, but I, I, I've heard of melon mushroom through, from TikTok from a autistic girl that uh, that's her favorite pizza place. And they're from really G- they're from Georgia. So apparently it must be a chain because they eat it in Georgia, but she, they, but they're also from Missouri. So they lit.
2: I had never heard of it. And then um, Dustin, uh, I was naming some options when we we're getting close, and he's like, "Oh, I've heard of Mellow Mushroom." And I was like, "All right, great. It's right next to the brewery. We want to go to. It's actually in the same building." Mm-hmm. He had been to one, but I thought he had been to that one. He hadn't. So no. yeah, it totally is a chain. It's a chain, yeah. And and it was a, it was a, like it was really cool inside, and the pizza was pretty good. Yeah.
1: So that's good. But
2: it was hot. It was hot as hell out there. It was man. hot oh, as
1: balls, man. Bored. Saturday was it was Saturday when you guys went, right?
2: Saturday in the park. I think it was the Fourth 4th of, of July. July. We got down there, and I tell you what, we went to this one cabin area where you know things. Some of the movie was shot, and luckily there was a little back room with an air conditioner, oh, and good. we got to go back there as the podcast and record again with, a little bit with Daniel Butler and a little bit with some folks that um, listened to the show and had been engaging with our program.
1: Isn't it great that the state that that any of us are most famous in is in Tennessee? <laughs>
2: i'll take it i'll take what i get well actually when we um,
1: when we all went to tennessee it was remember i told you how surreal it was for i have like people talk to me like i know who you are from the podcast you do
2: yeah uh, it's a weird thing to be recognized and yeah, yeah when we went that that was in tennessee as well
1: yeah um, so we're, we're, oddly, we're real big in tennessee
2: some of the some people traveled quite a ways to be there there's some true diehards um there's one of the be. girls one of the girls we interviewed is all the way from Seattle, she she's very involved with the Ernest verse. And then wow. um one of the guys we talked to is I think from like North Carolina. So people people are driving states and states in some cases across the country to show up to this thing.
1: That's crazy.
2: It was it was really cool to see people's interest and so passion about this uh, they event. have it
1: there, they have it at the same place every year and they play Ernest Goes to Camp every year. Is that the thing? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think what they do is they reach out to the people that are involved, were involved with it, and if they're still some, in some cases, still alive um, or available or interested, they show up. Um, this year there was um, Counselor Stennis, who was like kind of the evil counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the uh, one of the second chancellor kids that Ernest uh, was a counselor to. He, uh, he was one of the bad kids, not bad, but like you know he had. He had a troubled past and he was, he was a big fat kid, but he, he's actually yeah, yeah, a, I remember a, a okay. very, yeah. Okay. Well, he's a very trim and handsome adult. And then of course, Daniel Butler, who, uh, I don't know how much he wrote of that movie, but again, you mentioned that he was one of the cooks who helped mm-hmm. create eggs erroneous.
1: Mm-hmm. Eggs erroneous. Yeah. So you mentioned so that we, they uh, had a, uh, part, f- uh, dedicated to falling turtles, uh, in the park
2: yeah um in the climax of the film uh, they're trying to save the camp by attacking this construction crew and uh, ernest has a turtle and miraculously they've captured a number of snapping turtles and parachute them from the sky and they somehow uh many of them hit their target and clamp onto these construction workers eventually scaring them away um but in the at the actual event there was these, this uh, picnic table set up with some catapults for rubber turtles and that, that was a fun thing like i Kids were playing with it. I think just nonstop. So uh, that was a fun thing for some ch- children to do.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Um, I'm glad that shows a success. Uh, at least one of the things we do is super successful, right?
2: Well, I always say it's however you define success, and many people define success as number of listeners and money.
1: But I, I,
0: uh,
2: I define it uh, mm-hmm. through the the quality of friendship.
1: Um, little 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 known fact about this show, uh, you know how I get that charitable thing, and we were huge in Brazil.
2: Gu- yes, I've heard you mention it.
1: Guatemala this time.
2: Love Guatemala. I can't wait to get down there and Shout do a show. And out recognize.
1: to the Guatemala, the Guats.
2: Yeah, let's do a live show in Guat.
1: Guatemala, it's got to be hotter than balls. Uh, who's li- seriously? I know you say that it can't be real, because who the hell is listening to karaoke in Guatemala?
2: Probably robots.
1: Beep boop. And you know what? Beep boop. Beep.
2: You know what? As fast as technology is accelerating, I think now would be a great time to befriend some robots. So when the singularity happens and the eventual robot overlords take their place on the high throne of society, you and I can be their right hand men.
1: That's right. They'll come to us for advice.
2: Last thing I'll mention on Ernest Day, um, we uh, at the end of the day were so covered in. Um, like mosquito repellent and just sweat. Went back to our hotel. We cleaned up and then we met a few people out at a bar mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. which it was a bar that just so happened to be featured on an episode of Bar Rescue. Oh really? Yeah, it was a uh, John Taffer's Bar. Have you seen that show?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. My wife used to watch it all Chris my wife. Christy used to watch it all the time.
2: I've only I've never seen an episode. I've heard of it. But when he when Dustin mentioned that he's like I recognize this or I don't I don't know what happened or triggered in his brain that he knew this maybe he just found it online. But Dustin's like a card catalog of information
1: anyway. Mm-hmm.
2: He um basically he just he said this is a bar rescue bar we should go there so we went there and um it was it was a little hole in the wall dump and whatever. But mm-hmm. it the four me uh, Dustin and I and then these two people that we had met that we knew from the show they showed up and we just we had a drink for about an hour hour and a half and just chatted it was fun.
1: Well, that's sounded like an awesome time. Uh, I want to go to, I want to go to Ernest day someday because it just sounds like fun. Eight hours. You know what? Eight hours in a car isn't as bad as when we spent 15 hours in the car to get to, or was it 12 when we had, I bet it was
2: more like 12, but that's still the
1: other side of Tennessee.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I tell you what. They're, they're in the middle they're actually they're winding down the fundraising and they're getting they are getting very close to, to, to meeting their goal to do the fundraiser for this official jim varney Ernest documentary and you can bet your bottom dollar next year um earnest day will be just as big of an event if not bigger because of the kickstarter and some of the film crew for the documentary being down there so right most likely will be down there and i would love to extend that invitation to folks like kevin clark that was just on the phone of course yourself Mm -hmm. friends of the show engineer blake anyone that wants to go with us, i think it'd be a hell of a time and something really fun and silly to do
1: oh well i'm definitely on board well awesome let's get to a little segment on the show that i like to call tales from retail i'm taking what they're giving because i'm working for a living. um this tales from retail is just a little tale of how I finally got myself out of the Morton store and I'm in Pekin. Now, nothing wrong with the Morton store. I love the Morton store. I just, I retired so I could be close to home. You're lucky. Cause you get to work from home. And now I'm only a mere two minutes away from my house. So,
2: yeah, before you're like it's like it's like what would you say it's like ten minutes from home? It's a twelve, 12 minute minutes.
1: drive from from and, my, from and my house. And now you said here. it's
2: seven minutes, right?
1: Yeah, if that seven minutes, yeah, if if so, that. so you're getting
2: closer. Well, oh, here, here's my problem, and I, and I will absolutely let you tell your tales from retail. My issue now is I was about fifteen, seventeen minutes from home.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Pandemic hits. I'm working out of my kitchen, mm-hmm. so I'm about eight to uh 10 seconds away from where i need to be i'm trying to find a job where i can just stay in my bed
0: <laughs>
2: if, if i can figure that out oh my god you gotta that i'll the be shade, in shade if you figure oh, that out absolutely so um if you hear of anything like that's located in my bed in your bed i, I don't know maybe it's a roundabout way of just being a gigolo
1: there you go you gotta call the
2: Maybe people can come over and I'll just fuck them in my bed and my bed will be my job and I'll never have to leave my bed. Yeah,
1: you can get paid for slinging.
2: But now you're way closer to like, well, I mean, you talk like it's way, but it's only like five minutes closer. It's a step in the right direction, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's literally in my, I, like, if it snows, I'm not, I don't care. Cause now I just take my city streets and I go to work. I don't have to get yeah, on you're route.
2: You're in town now yeah. versus like going through some a few back roads. Yeah. Before.
1: I don't I don't have to get on Route 98 and worry about the weather. Ugh, I'm here in town. Eight
2: 98. Uh, ninety-eight.
1: Uh it's 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 a different it's a different store, different layout. Um you know what, I live in this town. I didn't realize I did realize, but when you're like down in the thick of it. You realize that uh, Pekinites and Mortonites are two totally different people.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can oh I have told you that? Oh, boy. Howdy. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let me ask you this. So before we get into that, because I, mm-hmm. I, I totally believe you and the clientele has got to be wildly different. Mm-hmm. You're at the Morton store. You've been there for about a year, Is that right? Oh,
1: my, close. I was, uh, yeah. Uh, it would have been a year in August.
2: So we'll say oh, the 10, nine to 10 months mm-hmm. right in there. And you're, you're working at this store. You know, the, you know, the customers, you know, the people that come in mm-hmm. the store, you know, you, you know, the, the, the coworkers, you know, your bosses, you have a, a real good idea of what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it night and day? Do you know any of the people that work at this store?
1: No, this is all, they're all new to me. Boss is new to me. Everything's I me. Mean, I've heard. How, how, of them. how are you getting along with these new people? I've only worked there two days so far because. I got two days off in a row, so, but so far, I'm sorry, young. so far, so good. I like my, I like my manager. He's a good dude. Uh, my district manager, she's a real nice lady. Uh, I work with like really, really young people. Like I even did at my, at Morton store as young, but it's even younger now. I mean, uh, one of the girls that worked there, she's been there two years. She's going to be there. She's the one who's been there the longest, except for the manager. She's only 22. Um I work with another kid. Uh he's been in uh, retail like selling phones for a while, but he just started with us and he's 22. I think the other kid that works there might be 22 if he's lucky. And then there's me sitting in there at 47. I literally got to know uh I work in a store full of my own children because I could have, yeah,
2: you are old enough to be, their. I'm dad old enough to sure. be their
1: dad. So I'm almost old well, enough to be my boss's dad too. So no, he's old, no, no, oh, really. wow. he'll be 30. Uh, but my old boss, you know, over at the other store, he was 38 and then there was me, but now it's like, I'm the oldest. I, 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 think I'm probably, Oh, at least 10 to 15 years senior on my district manager. She might be, so, she might be 30 if she's lucky.
2: You obviously wanted to be a little bit closer to home, mm-hmm. right? So how did that come about? You just you just made it very well known you'd rather be in Pekin, and when a job opening became available, they just slid you right on over. Yes, or something what? Else in place.
1: When I originally got hired on, I I had I told them I prefer to work in Pekin, but if I can't, I'll take Morton. Well they had an opening in Morton. I said, that's fine. I've worked in this town for 26 years. I don't mind working in Morton. I love Morton, but I made it known. Oh, sorry. I made it known right from the get-go that if it ever comes open, I want to be in Pekin. Um, and finally we had this big kerfuffle thing go on at the pekin store and things were getting moved around anyways and i uh emailed my i was proactive emailed my owner one of our owners and said hey if things are going to get moved around in Pekin, just to let you know i want to be in the mix because i live in that town and i i, I want to be in pekin so after all the dust settled and they figured out who was going where i got the job in peeking
2: well, good deal. You, you got, you got a bunch of people you're working with that you're younger, mm-hmm. still kind of feeling them out. You yeah. like your man district manager, your manager seems like a nice guy. Yeah. What, what is the deal then with some of these customers? You said it was night and day. I've been in this area my whole life. I can tell you it's night and day from peaking and Morton, but what's been your experience at the new store?
1: Oh, um, in the old at Morton, it was more, um, oh, we call them boomers. Older people, coming in with problems with their phones, no different in Pekin, really. Um, but they're—I mean, let's be honest. Um, it's closer to the south end of town, so. And anybody who's from Pekin or drives through Pekin knows the south end of town gets where, just a little bit more redneckier.
2: What south end would you say? Anything south of Derby. <sighs>
1: Um, yeah, anything where you're getting close to, uh, um, getting close to court street is, uh,
2: Oh, even South of court street.
1: Yeah. I'm not, we're not, no, I'm just a little bit North of court street, but you're close enough to the post office and whatnot where the South end of town is. to where it's but like
2: uh, court street is also route nine and it runs East to West, almost splitting peak in half. Yes. So you say that that entire half bottom of Pekin is suspect?
1: Mm, yeah, most of it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So uh, the closer you get down by the river and the railroad track, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a little. I can
2: second that emotion for sure. I'm I I've been going to Pekin for years. I'm talking eight nine years at this point. The podcast. Yeah. And uh, I definitely have a a, a semi good layout of the land, but you're right. Once once you start getting more south in town. And definitely the area is very close to like the train tracks and the river. It's some tricky business
1: over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't working. I've been off the last two days, but yesterday I went down by there to go take, to run the dog over to the groomer and I get to the stoplight that's right by the store. And, uh, there's this couple fighting in at the fucking stoplight. Like, sure. I watching her fucking throw punches at the dude. They go to one side of the street to come back to the middle of the street. And I'm like, Oh my fucking God, this is all happening right in front of the store. And I wasn't at work, but I got to imagine they were like, what the fuck is going on?
2: The good thing about it is though that your entire, uh, workplace is full of different ways to video that
1: event. Uh, Yeah. True. Yeah. That we got, uh, we got surveillance cameras and everything. I'm sure got picked up on that shit too. So. You pull out your
2: cell phone, you go to camera, you switch it to video, uh-huh. you hit record, and then you yell out world, world star.
1: star. <laughs> Boom.
2: Boom. Oh, shakalaka.
1: World star, bitches. But yeah. yeah and then you
2: can put yourself on the world uh, hall of fame of dirtbags. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: So, yes. Same what I say. Uh, new location, saying great service. Um, that's where I'm at now. And uh, that was my new tale from retail i'm kicking what they giving cuz i'm working for a
2: well congratulations on the move man i'm excited for you i hope this uh, this place works out and that you still enjoy uh selling people uh, a way to connect with their loved ones
1: oh i do i do i, I get a good, good kick out of it um so what do we have around the bend coming up for a little show called couch pilots
2: uh karaoke biggie the show where we talk about other podcasts
1: right yeah <laughs> well at least this episode
2: yeah no that's fine I, I i appreciate again the opportunity um yeah couch pilots for those who may not have heard it is a show that i've been doing for uh, just about six years now with uh the the former and kind of on again off again engineer of this very program blake clayton him and i uh watch television shows That only had one episode, and uh, we're we're quickly approaching episode 300. And we like to do something a little different, something a little fun, a little extra for these century marks. Yes. And um, we, I know that you've been at episode 100 and episode 200. And for episode 100, I think we just had you and Dustin on.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well, no, we had watched. No, there was people there. Yeah, because we watched Wings.
2: No, that was episode 200. Oh, was it 100? Episode 100 is just uh, you, me, Dustin, and Blake, and we watch Golden Girls. Golden
1: Golden Girls, Girls, yes, the Golden Girls uh, pilot, yes, yes. So, um,
2: obviously, we talk about shows that only one episode. Every once in a while, there are exceptions for, like, big events or seasoned – or themed seasons. Like, sometimes we'll do a season where we talk about the pilots of shows that we love and that did work. We've only done that once, but – we kind of take a lot of stuff from our show from the, uh, the 1990s sitcom called Wings, so we watch the Wings pilot. Blake's favorite show is the Golden Girls, so we watch the Golden Girls. And for episode 300, we are not going to watch a pilot. We're just going to have a big bowling, tur- uh, I guess, tournament, a little event between one of our fan favorite guests, Matt Phillips, and against my uh, co-host, Blake Clayton. They, they had to face each other last summer at a basketball event where Blake was easily bested by oh, Matt and yes. Matt. And now it's time for Matt to uh, quote unquote walk onto uh, Blake's turf,
1: walk into and Blake's we're going to see how that shakes out. Yeah.
2: So, uh, are you excited about that? Do you have any ideas for it?
1: Oh, I am excited. I just can't wait to see um, what happens. Uh, I, here's the thing about Matt: Matt's a natural athlete, so he's always got a shot at something. I agree. So I agree. Uh, Blake's Blake's a is a uh semi-professional bowler hell he even went and bowled in the nationals in He just vegas. went to las
2: vegas and spent a week out there doing some bowling yeah
1: so you never know you never know but man that then Matt's just a natural athlete i mean people you know tend to say bowlers aren't athletic but um i beg to differ that's <laughs> not something i well, can do they say it's a fat drunk man sport right
2: uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think that if if you are really in good shape physically, you probably still have a better chance at bowling. But I think the people who are really good shape probably don't choose bowling as their sport of choice, you know?
1: Exactly. Uh, so um,
2: a few days ago, I recorded with Blake, and we kind of went through what he did while he was in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that he had been drinking, and I don't think he was drunk on the days that he went to go bowl. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that might be one of Matt's only ways to beat Blake. And he, and he may have that opportunity because mm-hmm. I had once bowled Blake very recently mm-hmm. in a one-on-one game and we tied. Ooh. And that's me being an idiot who bowls twice a year versus him who bowls, you know, like 10 games a week. Right. So so absolutely, I think Matt has a chance. And I said, Matt, I don't want you to throw the game, but I tell you what, if you beat Blake – he will kill himself in front of everybody.
1: <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> well, the date is officially now August 15th. The venue is Plaza Lanes in Washington. Yep. Um, so if you're within earshot of the show, you should uh, definitely come on down. and. Uh,
2: or if you have your passport and you're from Guatemala, on. come yeah. on by.
1: If you're from Brazil or Guatemala and you want to come on over, just come on over. We'll be in yeah,
2: able- a bunch of beer and soda and pizza and we're going to have a bunch of lanes um two which i never knew this before but two lanes people if you're in a tournament situation you go back and forth between yes. two lanes to me it makes zero sense whatsoever but that's how they do it for uh tournaments and so that's how we are going to do it but we're gonna have a bunch of extra lanes for all the people that we are going to invite to join us just to hang out mm-hmm. we're going to be recording a very long episode 300 for couch pilots mm-hmm. but at the same time we're going to do a bunch of video, and I'm actually in the middle of, of mapping out exactly how I'd like the video to go,
1: right. and we're
2: going to um, cobble together and edit something to make a, a separate video. So we're going to have three episodes of the podcast and one uh, pretty awesome video come out uh, to kind of
1: encapsulate the uh, that whole event. I have here in my hand um, the very first ever uh, Guys in a Bowling Alley trophy won by me um congratulations are, are we going to be recording this said podcast guys in a bowling alley style
2: yes um i, I think just just to, to really break it down if, if you're interested um i think what I, what I what i wanted to do is for the actual podcast itself um i'm not going to be bowling at all i'll just be stationed at the recording table we're going to have Matt and Blake play three games, the best of three wins. If someone wins the first two, there will be a kind of a goofy uh, game at the end, a third game, to make sure they bowl three no matter what. And that mm-hmm. game will have no consequence if someone has already won. Um, yeah, But it, before and after each game, we'll be talking to Matt and Blake to kind of get a before and, and wrap-up of each game. And then while they're bowling, there'll be very light commentary but there'll also be a lot of interviews with our friends and family who are there to support the episode 300 event. Um, and, and I think each individual game that they bowl will be one episode of the podcast. So like I said, we'll probably garner three episodes. Oh yeah. Event.
1: Yeah. It's always good. Good stuff. Like the episode 200 uh, garnered quite a few episodes. So
2: yeah, that was uh, all together. I think it was almost a five hour episode, mm-hmm. uh, one hell of a marathon for us to, to do, but a lot of fun. Uh, what a great day. And I, i hold that that memory as a fond place in my heart I, and I hopefully hopefully this this will be an even better event because while well, some people were waiting to be on the show we're still having like drinks or food or interacting here it'll be an actual event of bowling and people having something extra to do i, I think it makes sense on so many different fronts oh yeah i'm, I'm, a, I'm excited to see it come all come together
1: oh yeah I, i'm just sitting here in the basement looking at my uh My many things of memorabilia from past I've got, uh, I'm looking at my, it burns when I pee, uh, eighth anniversary poster all signed by us and my couch pilots couch con 2019 episode 200 poster Yeah, and and my poster of my signed autograph picture of hacksaw Jim Duggan when we all went to hockey and my vape, my vape. Oh, necklace from when me and Blake went to a, a vape show in, uh, in St. Louis. Yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. Got all my, all my memorabilia just sitting here in front of me in my old little kid's bedroom that I, that I, that I sleep in.
2: While there's always um, a hint of truth in joking around about something. And I know that we like to joke that you're very financially minded, but you sitting there and reviewing all of the things in your room, you're kind of making the case for me. And how do you, how do you calculate success when it comes to a podcast? And I think it's the experiences that we rack up, Mm -hmm. the friendships that we make and the, uh, the things we get to do together that really, for me anyway, calculate success. So in that, in that case, um, I'm probably one of the most successful successful yeah. podcasters of this or any generation
1: yeah. i've been doing a. have been i've been doing a show not off and on solid for three years yeah with either you or kevin and no mm-hmm. as far as i know the only people who listen to it are are my friends and i just won't let it die it's my it's my thing yeah. i like to do it uh it's I, i'm a narcissist in that way i like to I don't know who's listening. and I don't care who's listening. I just do it for myself. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. Another little funny story. Uh, I work with this guy His uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he, uh, he's, um, young, tw- he's 22. Um, I'm assuming he is homosexual, which does not matter to me at all. Don't care. Uh, and we were talking about podcasts and he's, he's a, He's a, you know, he's in that age group where he's a content consumer, just all the content he can, you know? So I mentioned that I have a podcast. He goes, oh yeah, what's it about? I said, karaoke and comedy. And then he's like, oh yeah. And then he's like, I'm like, Like
2: that's the gayest thing I've ever heard.
1: (laughs) No. And I, I look and I go, but it's very inappropriate it's not it's we're not you know um then he go. i go he, he goes well what's the name of it and i said you really want to check it out he goes yeah so i told him the name and i said right off the bat bud i'm gonna let you know that that's a character on a show that is not me in real life so if you hear anything that you don't like just know that it's all in fun
2: I have a feeling I know where this is going, but go, please go ahead.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm going to wait to see when I w- work with this kid again and see if he br- even brings it up.
2: Oh, okay. So he hasn't necessarily heard it, or at least you haven't talked to him about
1: it. Uh, no, because this was just, I oh, don't, okay. I've only with him once. So I haven't had, oh, okay.
2: gotcha. I
1: work with him again Friday, so I'm waiting. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to say you, one you know, word that's about funny. it.
2: I've been working at my current job for about four years now. And, um, nobody there knows that I, I have a podcast, at least that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this one woman who was, um, she wasn't on my team, but she was on a team like adjacent to me and she worked like in proximity, very close to me. Mm-hmm. And her son, excuse me, um, was actually a student of my mom's before my mom had retired from teaching. Mm-hmm. And so my mom was sometimes in communication with this lady and she knew that her and I worked at the same place and, you know, within like 20 feet of each other. And she had mentioned to this woman that I had a podcast. Mm -hmm. And, um, I I think, I think her and I went out on a date one time too. I don't know if it was a date. It's kind of weird thing, but, Mm -hmm. um, she would like kind of, she would drop hints that she had been listening, like in conversation with, me and other people even though the other people had no idea
1: what, <laughs> what we we're talking about. talking about Oof. yeah
2: so it always made it kind of uncomfortable for me because um if you ever listen to couch pilots i say the worst things you have ever heard in your life uh-huh. and then to think that your uh your co-workers uh, potentially could be hearing that is cause for concern
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, my boss at uh the other store uh listened every once in a while and yeah. uh, i was kind of uncomfortable but you know what i mean really i mean it's <laughs> Yeah, you gonna cancel? You gonna cancel me? No, right? Are you gonna fire me? No, I don't mention. I don't say the name of where or who I work for anymore. I have so, Mm. but once or twice. It's not like I'm. I'm not calling out anybody by names. So sure, yeah,
2: that's 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 kind of a not just you and your situation. That's kind of everyone. If you have a certain amount of decorum about you, you're not calling people out by their exact name. Mm. Still. be vague and tell, tell stories and have fun and still be awful. Yes. Yeah, but you uh, call people out specifically. That's kind of taking it to another level. That's beyond etiquette.
1: Ooh, I want to talk about one more thing before we go. Cause we have, oh, yeah, let's hear it. We, we talked about it in the uh, text chain today. The d- Joker. I watched Oh, it. the movie Joker. And yeah, it came out like a year and a half ago. Uh, I've, and I finally, I finally uh, started watching it last night on HBO max and then I why, fin-
2: why did you start watching it last night what made you because it was on well other? it was
1: on hbo max so it was free okay uh, uh i uh so i started watching it and uh i watched it till i fell asleep and then i woke up this morning and i finished watching it um that's a dark movie and uh it's kind of a i don't know i'm not uh, batman was probably one of my favorite things when i was a kid. Uh, everybody loves Batman, you know, so anything, yeah, totally. so I don't know, I've seen so many, uh, different ways that Joker's been presented to me and I'm like, you know, what Joker's what, you know, then, uh, or, uh Adams, you know, Adams kind of our resident, uh, comic book and in in or uh, whatever you want to call it a uh, nerd. Fig- yeah, you
2: brought this up in our text chain, mm-hmm. and then uh, in which Adam Z he he does the uh, low blow podcast and now the AI podcast, which I think he's only done one episode. Come on, Adam, step it
1: up. Step it up. Um, Come on, you got an SOS but, uh, on you too.
2: Absolutely. So you threw it out there, kind of you'd watched it, and then he immediately chimed in with his opinion about uh-huh. the
1: Joker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know. Really he said something about taxi. Then somebody kind of said it's ta- or. or Dustin chimed in and said it's taxi driver or or Joker want to be taxi driver, and I was like, Well, no wonder they had De Niro in there. But no, oh, there's a yeah, couple yeah. there's a couple You're like
2: you're like, Man, that's a dark movie. And he says the Joker is a movie, but it's about a mentally ill guy. It's uh-huh. not about the Joker. It's like, Well, it's it's called the Joker and he has got face paint on and yeah. uh Bruce Wayne is in it as Bruce well as Wayne his father. In. So is
1: Thomas Wayne. It's-
2: so yeah, Bruce and Thomas Wayne and, both Gotham, in it, so. and
1: Arkham. So yeah, it's the Joker.
2: I mean, could all those things be easily switched out. Sure. But they weren't. And to me, it's a DC movie about the Joker and it's one man, uh, in this case, Todd Phillips who had, uh, directed all three of the hangover movies and like a mm-hmm. uh, due date with Zach Galifianakis and, uh, but that one, Robert Downey Jr. He directed a lot of movies, mm-hmm. but this is just that man's interpretation of what the Joker is. And if you ask me, the Joker is so kind of um, steeped in and in, in that he can, he can be almost anything. He he can be whatever you want him to be. Even in the movie with um, Heath Ledger playing the Joker, he gives several different origin stories of himself. Uh-huh kind of even enforcing the fact
1: that there is no origin can, story. There is no, none, really. I mean, and, and the, it
2: can be whatever you want it to
1: right. be. Like on this one I think I mentioned that uh they kind of went with the angle that uh uh the Joker's mother had an affair with Thomas Wayne and he was the product of said relationship. So that would make him Batman's older brother. And and this Yeah, but
2: then but like how old how old do you think He's supposed to be Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck.
1: If if I had to guess in this movie, he had to be at least late, late to mid thirties.
2: Okay, let's just say, like if you ask me, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is probably forty five ish. Uh huh. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, he's thirty five
0: in that
1: movie. Okay.
2: So what are we talking about here? Bruce Wayne in that movie? How old is he? He looked maybe.
1: No, no, he looked ten. 10-ish. Okay, so we're
2: talking about a 25-year year difference. I don't know. Uh, it, it, to, to Joaquin Phoenix, to me, uh, even if the movie's a piece of shit, he's always an incredible actor. Uh-huh. So it's hard to say, no, don't get Joaquin Phoenix in a movie. But um, some of the angles they were approaching were maybe a little odd. But to me, more than anything else, the Joker is a character study about a mentally ill person. And in this instance, it just happens to be a guy who uh, goes on to portray the villain, the Joker.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they kind of made him, like, some, uh, you know, when he shot them, three uh, kids, or three gentlemen from uh, Thomas Wayne Industries, uh, the Wall Street guys, basically, shot him on the train. Well, because they kicked the shit out of him, and he had had enough, so he just, somebody happened to have him Oh, a gun, yeah, or,
2: kind of his first violent yeah, and outbreak. and he's like, boom, boom, yeah.
1: He's like, no remorse. No remorse for it. He's like, told somebody that, you know, that he didn't feel bad about his first, you know, thing he did, and then. He didn't really do nothing too crazy. I mean, he got a little nuts with that girl where he fantasized that they were going out. And then it's all to come to find out he was just fantasizing over her and then ended up like breaking into her apartment one night and sat there. And he, he apparently didn't kill her or do anything to her. Or did And then, uh, you know, this, the, when he did murder, it was brutal. It was like brutal murders. It was like, Jesus Christ. When he stabbed his friend in the eyeball and then fucking yeah. like, beat his head off yeah. the wall and the, let the midget go. He's like, you yeah, all-
2: you know, it, I mean, there's enough things in that movie between uh, the relationship that was made up based off of one nice gesture she had kind of made towards him uh-huh. or whether it's um, the, the ease in which he broke into the bathroom to talk to Thomas Wayne. Like he got in there way too easy. I do yeah. know if
1: noticed that. Oh, yeah. And at
2: the yeah. end of the movie, he was in a room where he potentially killed like a yeah, psychologist. The, yeah, at the very
1: like. end of it, like he killed... All
2: these things mm. are so ambiguous. Mm. They Again, another reason to enforce, what are we seeing? Is mm. it real? Does it matter if it's real or not? Is the Joker a real? Do we know his real origins? Does that even matter? To me, it's, everything is so ambiguous. Mm-hmm. It's tough to take anything at face value. It's just about enjoying the ride and trying to... Uh, have fun with it while we're watching
1: well it's a great movie it was definitely yeah, it pr- it nom- did it get nominated for anything
2: i don't know i can't um, remember i thought, I, I I thought, thought it was a rumor
1: right. that it was supposed to i, th- I thought it was pretty yeah. good um next one i'm yeah. going to dive into and i really don't have four hours to spend on it at a time so it's going to be definitely mapped out in chunks is going to be the uh justice league movie
2: yeah the, it's, the uh,
1: snyder cut the one that's do, only do you on know why the there's next. a
2: Snyder cut?
1: Uh, well, because the first one they released was about two hours shorter and I heard it was trash.
2: Well, I mean, that's definitely a part of it. There, there's, there's a handful of things in play right now. I think when it comes to that uh-huh. one, they got Zack Snyder to direct the movie. And so he's directing it. He's, he's a pretty good director. He's I think he's got a good handle on the subject matter. He, he wrote a lot of the stuff out partway through making this movie. One of his children kills themselves. Oh, really? So, so he takes a step back and says, you know, that there's, I can't possibly do this right now. So they say, who can we bring in to help complete this film? And so they look towards um, the creator and director of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. he had gone on to do things like Angel. It's a spinoff of that. Uh, he had also done Man, uh, Avengers and Avengers. In Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. It's a guy fellow goes by the name of Josh Whedon.
1: Josh Whedon. Yep.
2: Now, Josh Whedon has had uh, a lot of success in it, when it comes to uh, film and television, but uh, very recently, I'd say within the past uh, three to six months, has come under fire for his mistreatment and misogyny of female actors uh, on on his sets. Okay. So. Um, when he took over the role for uh, Zack Snyder, I think he had done a lot of rewriting, a lot of directing, a lot of changes to the movie. And ultimately, yeah, people weren't really happy with it. So um, a little while later, Zack Snyder said, hey, how about you give me a ton more money to, to fix this thing? And then Allah, we have the Snyder Cut. It, it Honestly, it harkens back to me. Uh, to the Richard Donner cuts of the original, original Superman movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was later given to a different director that people say made it maybe a little more goofy or not as good. And Richard Donner was the man and they should have stuck with him. Um, I largely suspect that's the case where Zack Snyder, if they had just gone ahead with his vision, it may have been a little bit more successful. And then that with the stink of Joss Whedon and his kind of quote unquote cancellation, um, bah- bah, we have the Snyder cut of, uh,
1: Justice League, hmm. four-hour movie, but I, I, I'm gonna try. I, I haven't been able to get into the Wonder Woman movies, the remakes of those with her, uh, with Gal Gadot. I'm just not a fan. Um, I I have heard so many bad things about Aquaman. I didn't even give it a try. So
2: it's just it's just oh, a good-looking Samoan man in front of a green screen for three hours.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And then i have f- no
2: interest in any of those movies
1: we got bat flack so i mean i mean i just don't know
2: well you uh, know you know there is a new batman coming out right
1: yeah you know, it's not Ben Affleck's not not batman anymore right
2: Ben Affleck is not he he, he may show he? up later he knows no it's uh robert Pattins, Pattinson from um, uh twilight
1: as long as he as long as i don't as long as i don't get another batman that goes i'm batman because i robert hate pattinson i hate over the, the dark past night few years only dark Knight movie i like is the one with heath ledger the rest of them are garbage because i cannot stand the way what's his face talks uh his portrayal of batman yeah, uh, christian, uh, Bale? christian bale's batman is the worst batman ever
2: oh ouch i really love those movies the third one is not as good but yeah i think the nolan trilogy is fantastic when it comes to batman movies but uh robert pattinson to me almost a punchline for a while as it relates to the twilight Twilight movies movies, but um i I saw only one because some dumb broad wanted to go see it so i watched it but his his movies since then he he is a force to be reckoned with and i think his portrayal of of batman and bruce wayne i think that'll be something worth watching and i'm excited to check it out
1: oh 100 oh well jason we are almost at an hour now and uh wow we didn't even have to have music and we could just talk for an hour so that's uh, that's good yeah good, good 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 to do um we yeah, will, sure we will be back at it here soon back in the studio with your you know our classically trained voices uh, Yes. To, <laughs> to tickle your 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 earbuds um mm-hmm. we'll be back with song and and more tales from retail and i might even talk about doge again even though i'm not i'm losing less interest in cryptocurrency (laughs) as we speak on a daily basis uh it was a flash in the pan but yeah um go ahead and check us check out all the things we talked about tonight check out couch pilots comes out every monday uh you already know the story jason and blake they watch one-off tv shows that never made it past their uh, inception of their pilot and you were just
2: on a recent episode? Uh, yes,
1: I was. I was just on a recent episode. We did and I got to talk to a famous writer. I didn't realize that he had, uh, uh, written some things that I knew. And, uh, I brought up an actor that was on a show that he wrote for, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. So that was fun.
2: Yeah, that was um, cool. Um, that was a great interview. And we're, like I said, we're on the March right now, the season leading up to episode 300. We said we want to have a lot of our favorite guests and a lot of our close friends on this season. And you're the first guy on the list. So I'm so glad that you made time to do that. And uh, you really are one of our favorites on that show. Oh,
1: yeah. Thank you very much for having me on that show. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, Also, check out Jason on the show called the Ernest P. World Preservation Society. Uh, We talked about that tonight. Uh, Jason and uh, Hoover and uh, Dustin all went to the Ernest Day this year. Had lots of fun. Um, Check them out. What do you guys come out every other Monday or every other Tuesday? It's.
2: It's every other Monday. Uh, um, the episode with um, the Earnest Day episode with our live interviews there. Well, it should be coming out in a few weeks. And um, a day or two later after that was recorded, uh, attached to a Facebook post, Daniel Butler himself called me a genius based off our interview. And nice. um, definitely, definitely check that out. The interview with him is really fun. I think he had a great time, and we sure as hell had a wonderful time talking.
1: Yes. Uh, Kevin does one too. He, he does one every Thursday. It's called the Sixer Podcast. Um, he just puts out six songs every Thursday. If he doesn't do it, as friends do, um, I came up with it, and we just keep rolling with it. It's a good show. Um, check us out on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, check us out on uh, Apple Music. Well, Apple Podcast. Uh, spotify anywhere you can find a podcast we are there and uh we'll be jason, there jason like i said thank you for joining me again this week and remember
2: it's a, lot, it's a lot of fun talking to you buddy
1: and remember you can't be a star if you don't shine peace